0: That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby.
2: And Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by Bumble who's always good value David Lloyd from the world of cricket Um, we also uh, had a uh, chat with Andy Jacobs remember him he joined us for the birthday He's really good, he isn't is good. It? You, you guys, more of him on you the guys station. have a real
3: thing together. Yeah, I don't you know? know what it is.
2: But uh, Andy set a birthday spread, and uh, we do apologise to our former maths teachers in <laughs> advance if, uh, if they're listening. Um, we also staged uh, a fictional draw of fictional teams, and we got the first paragraph of Max's um, new arty novel. Uh, plus, on a more serious note, Luther Blissett joined us, former Watford and AC Milan landstriker. Let's talk about playing... Against the great uh, Paolo Rossi, who sadly died yesterday. So here it all is. Good
4: afternoon,
2: everyone. Good afternoon,
3: Max. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon.
2: And you allude there to um, Inter going out of the Champions League. I was watching that game last night. Well, I kind of cut to it after the Real Madrid game. I was between the two. And, yeah, poor old Romelu Lukaku got in the way
3: of a bullet header from Alexis Sanchez, didn't he? I couldn't stop watching it. I yeah. It was quite amazing. Because Sanchez, you know, I don't really remember Sanchez being great in the air. but he a good leap, wasn't it? it was a really, like, he did leap like a salmon. Yeah. And it was a beautiful header. It was a bullet header. And, and it was going in. The key, was, you could see the keeper was not going to make up it that ground, was not ground, it. make it. And Lukaku just... And there is like a split second between it hitting Lukaku, like the top of his head just mm. bouncing miles in the air, and Lukaku realising... And putting his hands on his head. It's I wonder if he for... was in
2: pain or whether he realised he just <laughs> n- basically effectively meant they were out of the Champions League. It's
3: so harsh on him because he's, you know, he's sort of carried into Milan. Yeah, yeah. But he's been so brilliant and he's such a brilliant player. And, mm. I, and, and you know, I think he gets really unfair criticism here. But it's just a great moment. And Michael Owen on the, the highlight show on BT was saying that, you know, actually instinctively as a centre forward, you have to know that once at the corner, if you're on the keeper yeah. and the ball goes past you, you know, you need to. You need to get out of the way. You yeah. need to. You need to move. You need to anticipate. And it as uh, uh, I was chatting to Lars Sivertsen earlier today, and he was just saying it was a, it was a bit like he just powered down. You know, <laughs> he was just switched. He was just switched off, wasn't it? Yeah. He? Anyway, it was. But then there's the margins,
2: isn't it, because between going into the next stage of the competition and not playing any football at
3: all? they didn't oh. even make the Europa League, did yeah. they? Yeah. So, so I did. Yeah, I wanted to know. You know, when have you just. Either when has the ball hit you uh, inadvertently or just when you got in the way. Uh, Lowe Stadio says, I once had a Ronaldo shot coming straight for me. doesn't say which Ronaldo. I presume Cristiano. I had my hands in my pockets. I thought, I'll head it back, cool as you like. Nearly took my head off. I had a big red mark on my face (laughs) for days, (laughs) he says. Um, so yeah, keep those coming I mean, it could be a
2: golf ball that'd be even worse but if you've just got I mean, it doesn't have to be getting in the way of the ball it could be getting in the way of anything we'll keep it nice and open-ended something we didn't get round to yesterday was a busy day was to wish Coronation Street happy 60th birthday very happy it's birthday quite amazing really it's it's still the. But I'd say look I, I don't watch any of the soaps these days it's a bit of a PTSD from TV burp really yeah. and where I for about 10 11 years I watched them all omnibus uh, wow. bus editions every week so, did you do Hollyoaks omnibus no we didn't know. Oh, right, okay, that, fine. Was, that never a, really a, paid there's a, out it there's was, a line to draw if, and that was it if I hear the Emmerdale music I start shaking <laughs>
3: so I have to quickly turn it off I have um, never seen a full episode of Coronation Street. Is that a crime? Uh, well, no. I, look, each to their own. But mm-hmm. all I would say is someone who
2: watched them all, EastEnders, Corrie, the big three, if you like. Right. Uh, I'd, I'd always say Corrie was the best. Okay. I'd say the best written. Because? Well, I just, I don't know. I just think it, it's it's better written than, than many of the others. It certainly does comedy uh, better than uh, any of the others. Um, and they've had some great comic turns on it, you know over the years, so great actors who've, who've got involved in it. So um, the only reason I bring this up is because yes. they do have a local football team that occasionally finds its way into plot lines, at Weatherfield County FC. Mm-hmm. And you rarely, I, I mean, I think the Oggies at one point, uh, Stan and Hilda, I'm sorry, I remember Stan in the scarf, I'm sure there was a plot line years ago where they went to a match or they were involved in a match, but certainly over the years, the the green Weatherfield County shirt—it's like a green shirt with a white collar. Okay, that's nice. Has popped up. Um, where, are where are they in the pyramid? Where
3: are they in the pyramids? I think
2: court? they're kind of. They, I think they were sort of conference. Right. I think they're okay, seen as right, a bit okay. of a conference. I don't ever quite say, but you get the sense they're yeah. a conference side. But um, the, a couple of the characters over the years have turned up as mascots for the team. Um, and it, it just kind of incorporated now and again the, the way that soaps often do I don't know if Houghton United have ever turned up in, in Emmerdale I mean Emmerdale haven't got a team it's too small I haven't, got a, I haven't even got 11 blokes in Emmerdale but um, Hotton have probably got a team that's the metropolis Seth, for playing the, Seth playing the 10 I think well Seth's sadly no longer with right. us okay, you, I do apologise i have watched my, it for years <laughs> no, my knowledge you. is not great so it struck me that um, maybe this afternoon we could have a little fictional cup draw of fictional teams oh, We're just 8 games we can come up with 16 teams well, this afternoon in
3: Neighbours Yeah, Joe's the Scully's
2: boy Jack Erinburgh, does he play soccer or is this
3: Aussie no, rules he was such a good footballer he was signed for Premier League side Barnsford Oh yeah, really? Absolutely. Well,
2: yeah. Barns. We put Bar- Barnesford on the list for the draw. So okay. we're going to. We'll basically try and come up with. I put Barnsford in there at the moment. And Jossie's we'll Giants, do- or is that two? Because they were. That's, yeah. Well, no. I've got the more obscure the better. Right, really. Okay, if you've come okay. across, um, if you've anything you've watched or anything you've read, and there is a kind of odd, just give us the background to it. I mean, we all know. Uh, Melchester, um, you know we all know the Dream Team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it might be nice if we can turn up a few obscure ones, a bit like Weatherfield County and Barnsford from yeah. Neighbours. I mean, they don't have to be soaps. That's
3: a big money-spinning tie, though. If if uh, who are the Corey team? Well, the home
2: and away. Uh, Weatherfield. it's forgotten
3: if, Weatherfield County if, if FC. If they get you know, Barnsford, because Barnsford's still in the Premier League, that sort of money <laughs> that's a money-spinning yeah, tie. Maybe be. they'd move the game. Back to Barnsford to get yeah, more gate but receipts. I think you often get more of an
2: advantage if you play at your own well, that ground is, in, we- that is in true. Weatherfield. And you get a few core actors turning up to watch, wouldn't you, as well? A bit of stardust. So um, let us know, and just give us a bit of background to why you're, you're a fan of this... Very occasional, fictional football team. And we'll have a draw. Eight games in the style of Graham Kelly. And Remember Bert
3: of course.
2: Games yeah. to be played on the 15th and 16th of March. So we'll give you a bit of that a little bit later. Well, only eight games. We won't go on. We're not going to do the whole competition. We're not going to string this out Will there be a big any rap? longer than we need Will there to? be a big
3: row about should there be pre-qualification for the
2: lower teams? <laughs> There'll be no with... rows. Okay, We're like... in charge of the rules. There'll be eight <laughs> games, 16 okay. teams. The more obscure, The better. Uh, Talks, and happy 60th Corrie are still going strong talksport.com text 81089 tweet uh, TSA Lettersford Town says Ian Danter of course from the Steve uh, Bruce murder mysteries oh, that's got to be in there isn't it really after it was such a part of our summer with dance bringing it to life as Steve Bruce so uh, anyway keep them coming talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH and J that's T S H A N D J.
3: Oh, yeah, I was very sad to hear about Paolo Rossi, wasn't mm. it? I know we're talking to Luther Blissett just a second, but it's interesting that World Cup '82. Yeah, when I was three, so obviously I have no living memory of right. it. But it's just mm. so iconic. I think of all the World Cups, just when I was learning to love football. That I just saw, sort of, I've seen the highlights of the, and the goals from those games yeah. so many times. I sort of feel almost like I was there, yeah. and I clearly wasn't. There. And you were three, so really, even
2: '86 would have been a bit early for you. I mean, you you can't probably remember much about that. But See, the thing seen. is,
3: I think I watched England 19 yeah. alive, but I couldn't <clears throat> tell you. My most vivid memory of '86 is seeing that picture of Brian Robson with his dislocated shoulder, oh, yeah, yeah. covered in sweat, going um, off the pitch, yeah, gingerly
2: walking off the pitch. Yeah.
3: Uh, that that um, that '82 World Cup was so brilliant and the Rossi story is, is a fascinating yeah, story yeah. but what are your memories of, of that well I,
2: I mean that the, the game against Brazil we're going to hear a little bit with Motti in a moment um, and just, just one of the great games uh, and a, a pretty memorable final
1: the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. shot by Tardelli and it's been turned in
5: Paolo
3: Rossi was there again It's 3-2 to Italy, and Paolo Rossi has completed a hat-trick, one of the most remarkable possibly in the World Cup.
2: Yeah, that always comes up uh, when Motti reflects on his uh, most incredible games. Uh, I'm sure he'll be paying a tribute to Paolo Rossi uh, tomorrow. We thought we'd get a player's perspective. Um, and we're very lucky that our own Luther Blissett, of course, here in the UK, uh, went to Italy and played against Rossi in his time there, and uh, Luther joins us now. Good afternoon, Luther. Hi,
4: guys. How are you doing? Yeah,
2: good, thank good thanks. I mean, on a human level, it's, it's it's far too young, isn't it?
4: Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I'm 62, so you, yeah. <laughs> you think about it yourself. You think about your own mortality when somebody of your um, your era has passed away. So, yes, it's, uh, it, is, it is very difficult and uh, not particularly nice thing to be reading about this morning
2: when you first I mean obviously you're professional football you played against with and against a lot of big players in this country but when you went to Italy and you're sharing a picture with a lot of these guys you've seen in the in the 82 World Cup was it a bit of an out of body experience at times?
4: i tell you I'll tell you the thing um, because I signed just after the the World Cup I think in sort of that period when the World Cup was was just uh, running its course and the thought that hit me that when I actually went there and would be starting I would be lining up opposite all these players that have actually won the World Cup just two or so months previous and that was one of those things say an out of body thing it's more this belief that here I am uh, a lad from, from England that has come through from Jamaica and whatever and here I am now in Italy going to be playing against guys that have actually won the World Cup the prize that we all dream of maybe one day getting our hands on. So, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was an incredible um, thing for myself to be, uh, to be going out and be lining up with them some of those players.
3: And when you played against Paolo Rossi, I mean, and those other players that had won the World Cup, were they revered by both sets of supporters?
4: Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, what, um, what they did and in the manner they did it, I think it gave all of us a different view of what Italian football was like. Because we knew they could defend and were very good at that, but the other side of it, and the talent, and the way they went about their attacking play was just—it was just extraordinary. And to do what they did against Brazil, mm. to come back from two down to win that 3-2, then go on and beat Poland, uh, Rossi scored again a couple, and then Germany in the final—it just—it it is, it is what dreams are made of. And you see that, and it's so—it's such a romantic thing for Italy, I think, to have done that, and for Rossi to be such a major part of that with everything that had gone on before. And then, you know, the fact that he only really started playing in the last few games um, leading to the final.
3: And was he like a complete poster boy there? You just imagine if Harry Kane scored six and was player of to the tournament and England won the World Cup, you know, what it would be like for him here. What was it like for Rossi there?
4: Oh, incredible. And, you know, there's great rivalry as there is in England, but, but Rossi, what he did... Nobody, I can't remember anybody speaking about him in a negative way anywhere. I mean, he really was, you know, you talk about Maradona, he would have been up there with the way they spoke about Maradona because of what he did. So, uh, yeah, no, it was very, very special. And, you know, uh, it was an incredible thing for him to do. Uh,
6: Up
2: close then, what what did you make of him as a player? What what were his attributes you felt when you you played against him? I mean, he wasn't the traditional, you know, target man, centre forward, was he?
4: No. I think he was. Um, he was. If you look at, I think uh, Gary Lineker. Mm. Gary Lineker wasn't a target man, but he finished the way Gary Lineker did, and you know they did. They did very similar things the way they played. So he he would be one that would always be getting in between people, and anything broke in the box, you know that predatory instinct that he had, he would always be anywhere, you know, within the vicinity to be the one that finishes it, that finishes it off or to always be available for somebody, maybe a slip in of a ball, so he just has to maybe have one touch, or move the ball, and you know, he'd always finish it, I think it just around the box, he was just absolutely deadly, the last 30 yards from goal, uh, sensational his movement, and uh, you know, the eye for goal was, was quite incredible.
2: And that same thing as Gary had, of, of attacking the space, gambling now and again, getting into those areas, where he yes. thinks the ball's going to go.
4: Yeah, well it's not even the case of, you think it's going to go there, you know, I think strikers have a, mm. you do have an instinct, that, it's not a case of that you know the ball is going into that area. And it's, it's a timing of when you make that run. And he was just the master of it, the same as Gary Lineker was. And I think that's why players such as them are just so special. And we all revere them and remember them in the manner that we do.
3: And so, you know, the World Cup, you don't have to peak at the right time. And when you consider that he'd been banned from football for three years after being accused of, of taking part right. in that... It got reduced
4: to two, though, didn't it? Yeah. Just, but actually, because if it was three, he wouldn't, if they had actually played yeah, no. exactly. that, he wouldn't have made the World Cup, would he? Yeah, no. he
3: wouldn't have done it. It was reduced to two, and, he, and, and he, was, he was never found guilty in a court of law. Yeah. But then he didn't have that much time <laughs> to get ready for the World Cup, which sort no, of makes his didn't. achievements even more incredible.
4: Does. That's why I said because he, he didn't play a lot in the earlier rounds of he just got bits of the pieces here of the game here and there, and I remember them saying if, if correctly that it, you know there is an awful lot on his shoulders to play in that game against Brazil because he hasn't had a lot of football, but yet you would never have known it once um, once they got going at 2-0 down and it, yeah it just shows the talent that he had, but also you know the players in that team you know Mike Mar- you know, Tardelli and Dino mm. you know, Zoff in goal and Gentile. So, you know, they had everything, and then he was at the front uh, finishing them off.
6: He went
2: to Milan after you, Luther, as well, didn't he?
4: He did. I think it was uh, 85, eighty five, eighty six, I think mm. it was. He went there. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and, you know, anywhere he went, he was regarded, you know, in very high esteem for what he achieved. Um, even though they probably couldn't stand him when he was at Juventus and we did everything but once he went to Milan I think it was a different thing
2: yeah fantastic well Luther really appreciate you joining us thanks very much we'll catch up with you soon
4: it's my absolute pleasure guys thank you all very much thank you Luther
2: Luther Blissett there uh, recalling his times playing against uh, Paolo Ross who sadly
3: died yesterday um, Adam Hurry, who is at Football Clichés. Yeah. I don't know if you follow it. I mean, he's brilliant. We had mm. a long, we had a very detailed discussion about what constitutes a glancing header yesterday because Steve McManaman said that Benzema's header, well, the first header, was a glancing header. And I said, well, it wasn't because it yeah. came off at 90 degrees and it's got to be an obtuse angle, really, for a mm. glancing header. Um, he has just sent me a short video of Queen Vic FC with uh, Peggy Mitchell. I think that's Nigel from EastEnders on the sidelines and someone yeah. putting one away. I don't know how. I think it's... I think it's... um, What's his name? Who owned Wellard? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you've come got on, Somebody now. who owned Wellard. Oh, you, me, come on, we someone will Dean know. Dean Gaffney. Dean Gaffney, whoever yeah. his character was. Robbie. Robbie, scoring, uh, getting past someone at some terrible chore- uh, choreographed football and putting one in the, in the goalkeeper is such a terrible dive. I remember... Yeah. And I don't think you'll remember this because I don't imagine you watched a lot of Home and Away in the mid-90s. Mm, none. They had a team mm. and Damo took a penalty... Which and it was a big moment. This penalty yeah. and it and if somebody could just one other person, please, you know, just Telling remember what the this. Team is. We've got one he, Australian soap in there. That's true. But so he, he took uh, a penalty. Get, and the penalty curled round to the halfway line it was such a bad oh, no. it was like football done so badly Yeah. but if, if one person can remember that then the show's been good for me um, Nick the Ram remembers uh, Weatherfield
2: FC uh, Annie Walker who was the old owner of the pub there mm-hmm. the Rovers Return getting arrested after a, constant, uh, a confrontation with some away fans who came oh, into dear. the Rovers and uh, she's the one who got arrested no
3: football shirts I presume that on the door of the pub yeah, presume,
2: probably the did have that. no colours Yeah. It was only for home fans exactly. only it wouldn't have the away <laughs> fans in uh, David de Villa fan asked do the home and away team have to play home and away uh, that's a very good question and a good point by Blakey who says uh, I think there were far fewer folk who saw the Italy Brazil 82 game live than we imagine it kicked off just as I arrived home from school 4pm ish so my older working siblings only caught the highlights later on we forget that you know the world that's the thing with well, world cups you know I lunchtime do love that
3: about world cups yeah absolutely love that well, I think would... you can't watch many of the Games. No, they just that it's on. Oh, you know, it's just there's a football match yeah. at nine a.m. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But well, that, it, Japan
2: was the one for that, wasn't it? Yeah. We used to get off to this calf at six o'clock for a cooked breakfast, and then watch the games at seven. It was uh, it was
1: fantastic. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. from Talk sport.
2: now earlier on in the show we wished Coronation Street a belated uh, happy 60th birthday I think it was yesterday we never got round to it but it uh, I looked at the football connections in uh, Corrie and uh, Weatherfield County mm. uh, was uh, the team that played there at one point I think one of the characters was the owner of the club the star striker has popped up now and again and sort of been living in digs in uh, in Star in Coronation striker in digs Street. so it's not
3: high level is no it? it's, it's well it's it's, okay, it's sort yeah. of
2: it's uh, non-league right, it's okay. uh, it's um, sort of um I'd say it's conference, right. what you call conference. I think that's where you kind of feel that's where it's set. So we thought we would put together... We were going to do 16, but we'd be here all day. Uh, it's only a bit of fun. So we we asked you to come up with some pretty obscure fictional teams, it, not so much the the Melchesters et cetera, of this world, ones we we uh, know about, but there's been a few over the years, in bit from bits of telly or movies or, or games even, as we'll discover. That, uh, that fitted the bill So we've got eight and We've got the draw The eight teams going You've got the eight names there I've So we're going to bring eight, you the draw yeah. um, I, I'll deliver them in the style of uh, Graham Kelly okay. The man who used to run the draws were, uh, Back in the day So uh, are you uh, Actually doing the draw We're very lucky to have uh, A star of the game uh, Polytechnic I don't have to tell you uh, the, the many clubs he, Well the one club he's played for mm. Polytechnic Max Rushton is with us uh, Polytechnic's uh, Veteran striker Yes yeah, Honour to be here Thanks for yeah, much. great. Well, I mean, I no, really
3: enjoyed the last sixteen, and it's great to do the draw for the last eight. Some it's right, cracking. It, it must be a brilliant honour
2: for you, and uh, you know, so many people know about your career. Mm. They've been bored senseless with it every Sunday morning. Yeah, true. But, um, and Saturday afternoon when I'm <laughs> playing. After, but you know, you, you're reaching
3: that stage now. But you, you play now for the love of the game. It's not for the money, is it? It's not really for the. I mean, really, the the wages have stayed pretty similar <laughs> for the last few years. It's sort of minus a hundred pounds a year, <laughs> right. plus minus twelve quid a game. Yeah, um, that's that's what it. What it cost me to play, but yeah, you know I've had some real joy in cup competitions. You know the. Uh but you're looking at your watch, well, you it's, it's told me I haven't
2: moved for an hour. Oh, oh, so. Okay, fine. We'll get on the
3: draw if you don't want the history of <laughs> club. That's
2: fine. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm slightly looking at the time because we've. I mean, it's not all about you, and you've got to read out the first paragraph well, of true. your novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So goes, oh, yeah. for goodness' sake! First par- Oh, I've got to read out the first paragraph of my novel. So uh, let's have the draw then. Oh, we okay. kick off the the fictional. We'll give you a bit of background of these things. Thanks to everybody who sent them in. Many didn't put their names on it. Here we go. First one. This there the balls go, going yeah. into the. I'm not saying it. Okay, draw the first one. Number eight. Number eight. Mm -hmm. Number eight, Vedansk. Vedansk from Call of Duty. We've never actually seen, we've only ever seen their stadium, haven't we? They they can't play home games because
3: of the war at the moment. Okay, right. So uh,
2: So thanks for sending uh, that one in. Vedansk from uh, Call of Duty. We'll play. Number three will play Buggles Kelly Wednesday from the Will Hay film Oh, Mr. Porter. Buggles Kelly Wednesday. <laughs> Tough place for them to go, isn't Hard it? Harbottle, of course, <laughs> Will Hay. Um, so, Vedansk versus uh, Buggles Kelly Wednesday. On to the next one, yeah. Number seven. Um, number seven. Uh... Nabumbo, Dirty Yellows from knobs and Broomsticks oh,
3: yeah, Fantastic side. Oh, Lansbury, Lansbury's doing great work yeah, She was the assistant there. manager I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
2: we'll play Number 6 Number 6 is Railton FC uh, That was suggested by a TalkSport listener uh, The non-league club from BBC's Hustle whose new owner took all the money from the club and left them on the verge of
3: liquidation so in so many ways, this tie should hopefully get a bit of money in the coffers, bigger way draw. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. yeah. Number one. Number one. Summer Bay Sharks from
2: home and away. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. It's a long, it's a long way to go. And this is the final one, isn't it? No, no. Oh long no, long. sorry. Keep still going. Okay. Number four. Number four. Tickle Rovers from Tickle on the Tum, the eighties kids program.
3: All right. Okay. That's
2: fine. Going quite that's well, isn't it? So
0: hope really these are enjoying. bringing back
2: memories to some of you. you can look them up otherwise. Google it. Number two. Weatherfield County FC with a springboard for all this sorry mess. And they will play... Who they play? Number five. <laughs> Number five, Merry Hill United from that episode of Taggart when Denzel from Only Falls and Horses, brackets Paul Barber, lovely fella, joined us recently in the studio, was the manager. All
3: right, right. marvellous. So, where will those games be played? What would you
2: say is the most obscure of those? I'd probably say Merry Hill United from Taggart, where Paul Barber, Denzel from Only Falls and Horses, played the manager. Doesn't mean they can't win the cup, Paul. (laughs) It doesn't. It's a great leveller. It's a great Mm leveller. So, there we are. That was that. It's a bit of fun. Enjoyed it. It doesn't really take us anywhere. Draw some literature? Yeah, go on then. Now, right. yesterday, um, one of the listeners told us that um, a,
3: a, an incident where he was attacked... Was he attacked by a crow? Someone was attacked by a crow, and I suggested that crows can remember. Yeah. And they can remember your face. And somebody uh, backed me up. A crow yeah. expert, I presume. Yeah. And we discussed it, And you used the a,
2: phrase, didn't you? You said... The Vendetta of a Crow. You said you should never overestimate the Vendetta of a Crow. Certainly. And I said the Vendetta of a Crow <laughs> sounds like some arty novel mm-hmm. that uh, that you might write. Yeah. If it, it does, you'd be signing copies of it Absolutely. in uh, Daunt books yeah. when you're... I could just see that. Max Rushton will be here. a little black and white picture of you, side on. And then the, what time you'd be there, Four thirty, five thirty. 5.30. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't think for one minute you would go home and write first paragraph of do you know there was football on last night Champions yes, League yeah. I missed a Liverpool
3: me- goal <laughs> <laughs> you wrote the first paragraph seconds for Mo Salah of, of
2: your slightly like, arty novel yeah, Vendetta of a Crow Okay. This it's is, quite quite, class, it is quite quick. It's quite going to have
3: to be. Quite How quick. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. You can't put a price on a time on literature. We got
2: a bit of music for it. Okay. We found, yeah, because apparently it's quite dark. I saw it being a bit sort of arty and flighty. But uh, anyway, go on. You know, I was just—it's just the striker music. I feel I, I, I'm expecting dance to come in as Steve Bruce. Anyway, I don't think you're taking this
3: seriously. <laughs> go on, give it your best shot. I'm listening. Bleak didn't do it justice. It was beyond that the grey, the damp, the cold, no reason to stay but nothing to leave for. He had been here before. He remembered the faces, all of them. They had seen him as exposed as any man could be. But they were expressionless, without feeling, broken, dead behind the eyes, many of them not even that. He picked up his coat and headed for the door. Wow. It's not so bad, that is it? It sounds
2: like Neil Warnock describing Stoke's dressing room last Saturday. Really, it could well have been like a pigsty. Man. Where can it go? Who knows where it's well, going to no, go? Who knows where it's going to go? Um, I'd like to say that
3: we'll read out the second paragraph more, but we clearly won't. So don't don't worry about that. Oh, no, no, it's like it's like that game. You know, I've done the first one. You or Andy have to do the second one, and I'll pick it yeah. up on Tuesday. I, I, I t- this hasn't got legs. We won't be looking back in a year's time, Sam. We've we've written a novel so you're on you're here. Too quick to write these things off. If I I take a feat. Save I'll it for the weekend, it, oh, Max.
1: Okay, got you. Another one of those save it for the weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport.
2: Off the back of uh, the first paragraph of Vendetta of a Crow, Matt uh, says, <laughs> I think we've just had a very bleak look into Max's relationship with Mrs. Rushton. Glad to hear it's going well.
3: <laughs> Dear um, me. You know, thank you to Charles in Cambridge, who clearly uh, is a mate of mine from school, I yeah. suppose, six out of ten he's given me for my nice. novel. And uh, then some references to our old a uh, slightly odd English teacher who used to make us write essays about boiling eggs and mowing the lawn to encourage creativity. I'll read a few out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on Tuesday. Oh, well, fantastic. Save them for the weekend if you want. Nice one. Now, that was a fictional book that you've not
2: quite finished. It's a man who's written a number of books and he uh, he has a new one out currently. Simply the best, the greatest characters, of Cricket from the Don to the Ben, and that is David Lloyd. Good afternoon, Bumble. Good afternoon, lads. Fantastic, yeah. T- um, so this is a chance for you to read a few old tales, few old yarns and reflect reflect on the greats.
6: It, well, it's a fabulous book. It's one of them books <laughs> that once you've put it down, you can't bring yourself to...
3: <laughs> <again>. <laughs> is it about the greatest players or the greatest characters? There's a, there's oh, a difference, players,
6: I guess. It's, it's chronological, really, from being a little lad in short pants and down at Accrington Cricket Club and the senior blokes who looked after me to... First professional, Wesley Hall, onto Bobby Simpson, Eddie Barlow, getting into Lancashire, moving on and on and on. So characters that I've met, uh, but people who I've known. So I met Bradman in 1974 um, when I was out there, unfortunately, playing cricket for England, not very well. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I I met the geezer and he, he signed me back. I got a 200. Against India, and he signed me cricket back which I have still got. It's up in the loft.
2: Wow! It's um. They, there's that phrase that people bandy around. Uh, you, know, you know, there's no characters in the game anymore. Do you buy that? Do you still come across a lot of great characters in the world of cricket?
6: Yeah, y- y- you do. I mean, there's characters in every era in any sport, I think, and and sometimes they're a bit under the radar. Um, You know, if you look in recent years, somebody like Andrew Flintoff was a fantastic cricketer, a brilliant cricketer, but a character as well. You know, he had a bit of mischief about him. I mean, look at that pedalo job that he, he suddenly decided he wants to sail the Atlantic in a pedalo. Well, you know, there's a bit of character in there, I think.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you think going, oh, you know, the idea of, you know, Bradman and talking to him and then talking to the pros right now. Just the amount that that sport has changed in that time is is unbelievable, isn't it?
6: And and the amount of cricket, you look at sure. Bradman played, that was it. Test matches, there's no one-day internationals, there's no T20, there's no franchise. And now, for modern-day cricketers, they're looking, right, where am I next month? And then we've got test cricket, and I'm playing for the country. That's an obligation. But then I can go make some money and play over here and play there. And so, you know, the globe trotters, really.
2: Has Sir Jeffrey made the cut? Does he get in there, Bumble?
6: Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Sir Jeffrey. He'd be upset if he didn't. Oh, yeah, he'd have a word with you, wouldn't he? Definitely. He would indeed, yeah. yeah. I've had a few words with him, mine over <laughs> the years.
2: <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I wanted to, you're talking about the amount of cricket that's being played. I was reading an interesting piece today about the Big Bash, and the Big Bash was seen as only sort of number two to the IPL on being very successful. It's just starting again. But they've ruined it, Bumble. The feeling is in Australia, they've made it twice as many games, which has made it harder for the overseas players to go there. A lot of the Aussie players are playing white ball cricket internationally. They can't get involved. They've messed with the rules. They've messed with the power of plays. You've got subs. It just seems mad when you've got, you know, when it works, don't fix it. But they, sometimes you just can't stop tampering with things.
6: Well, there's that great line in any broadcasting, which you lads know, less is more. Hmm. Get wanting more. And I noticed that myself, that they've extended the big bash. And if you bring that back to the T20 blast in England, it is a fantastic competition. But it's 138 games. It's too many. Yeah. You know, you, you could easily, if you just said, like, right, we're going to play 100 games and make it short, it's supposed to be one of the shortest games that we've got. So make it short, make it sharp. And going back to 2003 when it came in, it was a quick-fire game. The batsman had to get in quick. And there was a time clock, if you recall, 2003. Yeah. If a wicket fell, you've got to get in. But now, in, in my experience of working on these games, the games are going longer and longer and longer drawn out time and the authorities in my view should sharpen it up and make it back as it was quick, quick, quick finish get your court, go home
3: yeah no I completely agree um, do you do you wish you'd played 2020 would you have been any good at that? well let's get back to Jeffrey. yeah ok <laughs> would he have been any good at that?
6: no I don't think me and him would have been suited to that I think we'd be more Alistair Cook than Ben Stokes
3: yeah <laughs> And what have you made? I mean, England's T20 side. I know the one day uh, tour got cancelled, and they'll go back to that. But the T20 side is so good. I'm such a, an Owen Morgan fan as a skipper as well. He's, he's done a tremendous job, hasn't he?
6: Well, in any sports, and you know I'm football daft, and you look at the major teams now, the big players, the big teams, I don't care how good you are as an individual, if you're in a team, you have to have leaders. There's got to be leaders in the team, not one leader, but two or three, who give you the direction, and they also give you the culture of the team. Owen Morgan is fantastic, as is Joe Root. They're both brilliant leaders of men, and they've got great leaders, or back in the day, they used to be senior pros who push the game forward, who push the team forward. And I'm massive in what's the culture of the team. One, do people like watching you play and do you conduct yourselves in a proper manner? And then you've got a great culture. Yeah.
2: And finally, Bumble, um, you had, I think you had a brief flavour of sort of life in the bubble. Do you, a lot of the England boys I think are suffering a bit of bubble fatigue at the moment. They're off to Sri Lanka when they think it could be even stricter uh, bubble rules. So... Man, it's tough. I mean, so you had that little window during the summer. What did you make of it?
6: I, I found it really, really difficult. And, uh, you know, to be honest, lads, I, I've not been out since March. And so I'm one of them that adhere to all the guidelines. I do not go out. I haven't been out since March. Not been out socially. I haven't seen my granddaughter since mm. March. I've got a great grandson who I haven't seen at all. And so I adhere to the guidelines. Now, a lot of people don't. Now, what I'd say about that is if the brains were gunpowder, they wouldn't have enough to blow the cap off. <laughs> and, and so adhere to the guidelines, get it done with, get the vaccine in and let's get back to normal.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed not long now, Bumble, anyway. Well, look, right. have, have a lovely Christmas and uh, we'll catch up with you in the new hopefully in person once, we, once we've all got the vaccine. So go, all the best. I'm going nowhere at Christmas. (laughs) Okay, You'll find him at home. (laughs) Wave wave at him through the window. Uh, His book, Simply the Best, uh, the great characters of cricket from the Don to the Ben, uh, an ideal Christmas present for the cricket lover in your life, and that is available
1: now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport.
2: Now, Andy's suggestion is he's uh, with us a couple of days uh, this week um, and Max is with us Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Andy said, I don't mind doing a birthday spread for you. Thursday afternoon, you and uh, Max can go head-to-head. I'll come up with ten gags and ten birthdays and the listeners
5: can play along. And here he is. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. I've been listening to the show. It's jolly good. So you, uh, and Good I'm... to
3: have some proper oh, chemistry between the two of you. <laughs> well, bring that's back, right, bring yeah. back Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
5: I don't think Max has ever played this game, and, it, oh, and no. it's good because this game has one advantage over Carver House: people actually know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think you understand the rules. The way it's going to work is this: Andy's going to give us ten mm. birthdays. He'll have a little gag for each one. I'm mm. sure he says he's put them together, and mm. we have to guess how old these people are. If and there's a margin of error that builds. So um, if we were ten years out on each birthday, that margin of error will be a hundred. If I was ten out on nine of them and nine out on one of them, I would win because my margin of error was. 99, therefore, okay. less than Max's. Okay. It's as simple as that. We right. just got to get the lowest cumulative figure yeah. as we go through the birthdays. Andy, well, we need Pele, of course, as always. So take it away, oh, Pele. Yeah, yeah,
5: here he is. Who's keep- I'm sort of keeping score, but I'm useless. Well, so is the producer we'll keeping take score. Take that pressure as well. off you. The producer is. I'm doing,
2: with doing it like a pub <laughs> quiz. I'm doing Max's. He's doing mine. Yeah. So don't uh, worry. Okay, you can yeah, free cool. yourself up to be funny, and... Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> okay, it's a very, very happy birthday to Professor Thomas Cech, the chemist, 1989 Nobel Prize winner for co-discovering the catalytic properties of RNA, Professor Thomas Cech. And funnily enough, I called him once in a big smooching session with his partner. He's a heavy petter, Cech. <laughs>
3: Oh wow! Oh, there we are. Wow! All so week, the, all week. The Anthony. yardstick. Yeah,
4: four days out of work on that. Um, shall I <laughs> that kick was us the off? the best one. It's downhill. <laughs>
0: <for laughs> shall I kick us off and
2: give you a marker? I could <coughs> be right, yeah. I don't know what it is. You could give us a. You marker. said eighty nine was his golden year. So that's a long time. Ago. Yeah. I'd say he's ninety one. Uh, what are you
3: going for, Max? <sighs> well, I've written eighty nine, but maybe okay, that's because well, he won a... the thing in, in nineteen eighty nine. But yeah, I'll go eighty nine. Okay. What was he?
5: No, he's a, he's a surprisingly young 73. Oh, oh no. Dear. So I'm 18 so now. So much
2: for your marker. I, I'm 18. I'm doing your math for you. <laughs>
5: Great marker.
2: <laughs> not even on the board, was it? Is that right? 18? 16.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're six. Paul, You've got 16 so far. 16 over par, Paul, after one. OK. All right, oh, then. No, it's the other way round. B- like oh, I said nine. Other way round. Other way round. Yeah, you're Why are we six- scoring six. each other, just out of honesty? <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> okay. I'm
2: 18. I'm 18. Write 18 down. 18 60. over par. Go on, Andy. To bring us back. <laughs> what a...
3: What a... <laughs> total fight. Anyway,
5: very happy birthday to the Labour politician and shadow leader of the Commons, Valerie Vars. Valerie Vars. Uh, you might know her husband, Frederick Arthur. He's known as F.A. Vars. <laughs>
2: yeah, lovely. Lovely. Um. Lovely man, F.A. Vars. What are you going for, Mac? <laughs> Do you kick... This off this time um oh, leader of the house was that did you say it was andy leader of the house leader of the
5: house
3: the yes a leader, leader, leader of the
5: commons
2: shadow leader of the that commons does I that mean
3: Marcus? the oldest person in the house or not no okay not fine. Uh, do your favor 51. Then, no. i should have said yes 51 okay
5: <laughs> 57 she is
2: 66. Oh. So, 66. Um, uh, well, I mean, you said... I you said, said 51. 51. So 15 out. So but put you on 31 cumulatively, Max. OK. okay.
3: Uh, you are. You're on twenty one plus five. You're yeah. on twenty three. Come to think of it,
5: Culverhouse is simpler. Yeah, <laughs> blimey, if we did the our scores,
3: <laughs> the, the producers. Yeah, the producers
2: shared twenty one. He's completely useless. Thirty one. Okay, so oh, keep going, God. Andy. No one cares what okay. the score is anyway. Well, they
5: do. I think you have got to make it competitive. Okay, go on, It's uh, it's a very happy birthday to Sinead O'Connor, the oh, singer, yeah. of course, okay. not the plumber. Yeah. Sinead O'Connor. She's I'll uh, go and get she's me just rods. Just, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nothing compares uh, Mac- to you, Ben. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, that, that's true, but I was just about to say that she's just recorded a. this one for Max, a new club song for Cambridge United. Yes, nothing compares to you. Oh, really good. Yeah, OK. Sinead, right, see, you-
2: she's got to be about 55? What do you think? Uh, I'm going 51. 54. Oh, 54. no. Okay. So you're 25 over par. I yeah, think you're, moment. Moment. you're on 35 at the moment. Well, Next. you are world-ranked number one. Keep you? going, yeah. Andy. Time's yeah. pressing.
5: Okay. <clears throat> um, yes, it's a very happy birthday to Lord Justice of Appeal from 2000 to 13, 2013, Sir Bernard Ricks. Lord Justice of Appeal, Sir Bernard Ricks. And I'll never forget when his trousers fell down in court. What a farce.
2: Yes, indeed. you ever heard of Brian Ricks, Max? Oh, I don't know what you no, are he's, he's talking about. No, he's got a thousand-yard stare from, from, from
3: It's like from the Max. Martin Kellner section again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What are you going
2: for? Google it. Bernard Ricks, 82. <laughs> Bernard Ricks, 82. Um, I'd say... Um, I'd say Bernard Ricks is... Yeah, it's similar to that. Eighty. What is he? 76. Okay, I'm four out. You're six out. 41. You're on max after four. We're trying to squeeze 10 in. He's done 10 gigs. Keep going, Andy.
5: Okay, it's very happy birthday to the skier Herman Meyer. Herman Meyer. And I used to be friendly with his family until they stopped going out altogether. It's a long time since I've seen Herman's Hermits. (laughs) Ever heard of Herman's (laughs) Hermits? No, I did get it. I just didn't (laughs) laugh. Okay. (laughs) I did did say they go downhill from here (laughs) (laughs) like Herman Meyer what did Herman do again Andy
2: (laughs) Herman Meyer's a skier oh a skier yeah still or we don't know it gives it away doesn't it well give it away really okay Herman Meyer um, 51 Herman Meyer (sighs) I think that's quite good what do you Uh, think uh, Max
5: 47 what is he Ooh, he's very canny, Max, isn't he? He's 48. Okay. Oh, the first okay. one to come back. So you're only yeah. one out. That puts you on 42. What was, did
2: you say? I said uh, 51, didn't I? Okay, and he's 46. That's yeah. so five. So you're on 34 over, poor. Fifty-five plays. Is it? What is that again? Thirty-five plays. Forty-one. <laughs> I think the producer's wrong. I, but, think, yeah. I think he's wrong. Like I, I think he's talking nonsense. Oh, he's watching <laughs> neighbours. Exactly.
5: Right, go on, keep going. No, Andy. Tom, one of my favourite artists, the singer, songwriter, and musician Tom Waits. It's his birthday today, oh, okay. and uh, oh, I was supposed to meet him last year, but I was late, and he just cleared off. <laughs> but you know what they say: Tom Waits <laughs> yeah. for no man. Tom Waits, <laughs> of course.
3: Tom Waits. Thank Tom Thank wait, Is it me? Yeah, keep us off. Yeah. Seventy-two. <laughs>
2: Tom Waits, I'd say he's 70. What is he? God,
5: he's 71. You two are. Hot. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to let the producer do the scores because
2: <laughs> if we're as wrong as he thinks we were, he's in charge of scoring. So, what are the scores currently, John? I'm 36, you're 42. Oh, okay.
5: that's uh, 40, Yes, that's close, isn't okay, it? Okay, yeah, so it's me close. next. Go on, Addy, keep going. Okay, he's the Master of Pembroke College, Oxford. I think you might have gone there, Max, I'm not sure. The Master of Pembroke Did College, you know him, Oxford.
3: Yeah, good friend of mine. <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah. Sir, Sir Ernest Ryder. Ah, Sir Ernest Ryder. Yeah. Or, Ernie as he's known in the world... <laughs> no. Or, as he's known in the world of crosswords, Serious Jockey 7-5. Right, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> a quick crossword based come game. on yeah, it's a good that's not bad is that it? Is
3: just to be just for the tape I didn't go to Pembroke College I went to Keeble so obviously I okay. wouldn't understand but oh, oh, yeah, so you're still a man of the people still a man of the people
5: you don't know Sir Ernest I Ryder I don't know then, Sir okay. Ernest
2: Ryder whose go is it <laughs> okay. um, uh, it's me you me you me <laughs> you me Okay. okay. Yeah. Ask me. go on then keep going <laughs> uh, Yeah, Ernie Ryder um, Ernie <laughs> yeah, Ryder, so that's what they call it, uh, Seventy-six. Yeah. What do you think, Max? You oh, knew him. I think
3: he is seventy. Used to drink with him. I did, yeah.
5: What is it? Port
2: every, every well. night.
5: <laughs> it's, it's blooming. It's blooming close. He's sixty-three. Okay, oh, well, is that a little bit closer? So while the
2: producer
3: works that out, um, oh, what did you say? I said seventy. You said seventy-six. Did I say 76 yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so I'm yeah, in so the lead by one. I think.
2: Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, the producer he's trying to cheat led. here. Paul. He's working it out the, the, the
3: boy. Well, next he's fallen asleep. <laughs>
2: Level on, level on 49. What a game this is. Remember, oh. you're playing this at home if you haven't already switched okay. off. Okay. How many more birthdays have we got, Andy? Well, two, I think. Okay. Or have we
5: got three? Three. three. We've Go on. Three. Okay, well, you're on no better okay. than us. Uh, Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I've got a I've got, I've got tiebreaker. It's a uh, very happy birthday to the children's author, Cornelia Funky. Cornelia Funky. <laughs> Corn- Cornelia
3: Funky. She's great. Why do I write down the names? That's going yeah. to help
5: me. <laughs> Max's first. And. Uh, Yes, Cornelia is a big cricket fan, actually. She's friendly with a lot of recent uh, England test captains. Trouble is, the last time she turned up at Lords, uh, Nasser Hussain had just left. I had to say to her, Nasser's gone funky. <laughs> Come on. NASA's gone funky. <laughs> don't, That's I don't funky even get funky NASA. Is it funky oh. Nassau? Is it that? It's, fun- a, it's a. Yeah, that brilliant track. NASA's funky gone Nassau, funky. Must be that. Yeah, funky
3: Nassau. gone funky. I thought it
5: was funky. Wow. Cornelia funky. Me first.
3: You know what? Cornelia funky Paul? I haven't
2: heard of Cornelia. You're going first. Go on, Yeah. Forty. Okay. All right. You're googling. No, you googling? No, I'm doing? not. Why I'm looking want... up. I'm, 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 <laughs> fairly, I'm fairly certain the song is called "Funky Nassau,"
5: and I'm
3: just, I'm just. I don't just, I, like I, I, funky I don't want, into Google. i don't
2: want Mark Webster running in.
5: Don't want The Soul
2: Patrol <laughs> kicking off, so we have to make yeah, sure we the, get. Yeah, but right.
5: within the song, oh, okay, well, it goes, NASA's within funky, the song, that?
2: they say lots of things. That doesn't mean that's what the song's called. <laughs>
3: Playing for time here, Paul. Okay, sorry. Crazy. Funky, uh, funky. Nassau. I said forty. 40 funky,
5: funky. Nassau, funky Nassau, yeah. Forty. Forty-seven. <laughs> oh God, She's said um, sixty-two. Oh, oh no! Yeah, the That's producer can half hour. That out. So you got a seven-point. You got a seven-point lead. <laughs> okay, seven-point okay. lead for me.
2: Mm. Next one for me. Okay,
5: okay. Nice the for wonderful, Matt. S- is it? For, the wonderful, s- <laughs> the wonderful singer songwriter, uh, Joan Armour Trading. Joan okay. Armour Trading. Yeah, I bought a. I bought a tank from a company that specialises in <laughs> occupant, <laughs> occupant protection vehicles. Did yes, she... Jones Armour Plating. Yeah, good Thank good,
2: you. good little business she set
5: up there. Did well out of it. <laughs> well, she made
2: more out of that than the singing, <laughs> <Your again. first. laughs> Joan, she's got to be getting on now. Um, uh, and 60... S- clickety-click 66, oh, that's Joan. That's a
3: really good guess, and I needed you to be more off than that. Okay. Done Armour Trading. Yeah.
2: What do you think, Joan? Mm.
5: Sixty. Yeah. 63. What is she? 70.
2: Oh, oh so that was puts me. i
3: going to say 69. So, Idiot Max.
2: Uh, so, what does that mean? You said 60, what? You said 63, and she's 77. That's 14. I think oh. I'm. Am I, is that right? No, what am I? Okay, oh. 10 out. It was 10 between This is the last one. Go on,
5: Andy. Okay. 10 it's, between uh, It's, of course, the great World Cup hero of 1966. Who else but. Sir Jeff Hurst. Oh, Jeff's his birthday, I wow. think on Tuesday, Sir Jeff Hurst. I don't know if you know this. Jeff Hurst born famously in Ashton under Line. Yeah. Although he might have been born just outside the county. So was it Ashton over the line? Well who knows?
2: Roger, he's gone on that for thirty years. Jeff yes. Hurst. Jeff, you're gonna go first. What do you reckon Jeff is? You've got to be sort of within I've got to be within 10 of me to, to claw this back. I'm not going to do that. You might do. I might be wild off. I might say Jeff's Snip. 26. You <laughs> <must slip>. Young <laughs> Jeff. I remember his goal Young in the Jim 1990 one. World Cup <laughs> final. <laughs> well, I think he is 79. 79. Okay. I'd say Jeff's about 76. What is he, Andy?
5: Well done, Max. He's 79.
2: Well, seven.
3: There were seven years between us. Do we get a bonus for like getting. That's the first. No. A direct hit. No. Well, it's a great no. idea to bring that into it, the well, game. We'll bring
2: it in, but not, <laughs> next not week, in Next, next Thursday. Thursday. Maybe right. next
3: okay. Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday. Thank you, Andy. Cheers, Andy. Well, nice to talk well, to you. my pleasure.
2: Back, you're back with us uh, tomorrow, aren't you?
1: Yes, looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, one o'clock.
5: Okay.
2: Uh, fantastic. We'll bring you the clips and a
1: lot more besides. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this
2: afternoon show. Thank you, Max. You'll return next Tuesday. Tuesday yes. That's right. Uh, Andy will be back with me tomorrow. We'll have some clips of the week for you and lots more besides. Until then, thanks
1: for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. the <laughs>